What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the NBA betting show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. I'm the host, Jeff Clark. And since I'm breaking down the NBA, you know, I got the homie David Troy here with me. It's Friday, February 23rd, second day back from the NBA All-Star break. The first day was meh, mediocre. I went two for two in my podcast plays. I think you went one for one, right? Uh, yeah, I went four and one overall and one for one on the podcast, please. That's why you got to subscribe to David Troy's NBA package at beatinthebookie.com. You can find out more details for that at Future Prez 2024 on X or Twitter or whatever you're calling it nowadays. He's kind enough to give out a few plays here on the Outkick Bets podcast, but majority of his work is done over there. So follow along with him there and on Twitter. Uh, I dropped three-fourths of a unit because I put half-unit bets on my player props and full-unit bets on my sides. Went three sides, one player prop. Um, The Draymond Green under 25 PRA, which was more just a product of the Warriors stomping the Lakers. But on top of the basketball analysis I gave, I also said and left an out for unusual circumstances, a blowout. And Draymond Green being sat in the fourth quarter definitely counts as that. Do yep. you put the same amount of bet? Uh, do you size your bets the same for sides and props yes. and totals? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to yeah. start doing that. I usually only do well in player props during the playoffs. This mm-hmm. year, I'm up five units in game and player props, down six units in the season. Altogether, so I guess that would be shit. Help me out. Eleven with Eleven. sides and totals. So yeah, I need to probably do more player prop work. I have a five bet card here for Friday, three oh. of which are sides, two player props. But I'm going back to my usual where I put a half unit in the player props and a full unit on the sides. Again, might switch that up next week. We'll talk about it next week, but let's get into the slate here. There's 10 games on Friday's schedule. Um, The first one tipping off at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time with the Toronto Raptors visiting the Atlanta Hawks. The Toronto Raptors were one of my, well, I bet the Nets against the Raptors last night, and that was one of my two losers. Uh, The Nets kept it close early, but then the Raptors pulled away. They were clearly the right side. And they look good in their first game back from the All-Star break. This is Atlanta's first game back from the All-Star break. They're laying seven. The total's 245. I have a player prop in this game. Do you have anything? Um, Just on the side. First off, I would probably look towards the Raptors team total under because they have to travel back-to-back going to Atlanta. I don't particularly think that they're going to get over the total, but Atlanta plays no defense. Um, I did initially like Atlanta, but I I can't support backing them at minus seven, even at home. Like it's just, it's too high of a number, but you also can't get there with the Raptors because they're not a good team either. Um, So the only way I would kind of look in this game at all is to just some sort of under, whether that be the total overall or just the Raptors team total under 119 and a half. And that's probably the best look to me in this game. Um, basically, you just need Atlanta to stop them from scoring 30 points in, in in one of the four quarters. Okay. 
Yeah. So, or I guess all of the quarters they have to score under, but uh, that should be doable potentially. Yeah, but I'm not putting any money on Atlanta's defense, and I definitely wouldn't bet them to cover seven here at home. Right. Um, you and I are oh. both anti Atlanta Hawks guys, right. so I also am not going to bet Toronto on the second of a back to back after just losing, fading them. You know, that's kind of like a weak yeah. bet. Um, but I lean to them because I just don't trust the Hawks winning by margin against really any team in the NBA outside of the Wizards or Pistons who can't cover anything somehow. <laughs> um, but I do have a player prop. Like I said, I'm going a half unit on over Gary Trent, two and a half made three pointers. I got it at FanDuel at plus 120. Um, he's gone over this in 12 of his 21 starts this season including including two of his three games against the Atlanta Hawks as a starter he's hitting 48 and a half percent of his three pointers his three point rate or percentage improves from 41 percent at home to 44 percent on the road that's atypical for role players obviously they usually shoot better at home than on the road, but you know, the reverse splits here obviously bode well for me and betting Trent. You're making a face. Did I say something inaccurate? No, 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 no. I actually I'm I'm sorry, I'm looking at something else that I'll I'll bring up after you're done. And it just is kind of weird to me. But. Um and Trent has connected on forty four point four percent of his three point shots on the second of a back to back. Again, the Raptors beat the Nets last night. Atlanta is twenty fifth and three pointers allowed per game to opposing shooting guards. They're allowing roughly three point six made threes per game. And they play at a really fast pace, so there should be a bunch of possessions in this one. Did you see something Hawks Raptors related that yeah. piqued your interest? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich over 13 and a half points. Oh, the weaker uh, of the Bogdanoviches. I don't know. I've always loved this guy. I think he's a great sixth man. Um, More than the other one. I, I don't remember their names, and one of them's on Boyan. my Knicks. Yeah, Bo- Boyan. He scored, uh, I think, 15 points uh, in a row or something like that last night. Something weird. He had. I think he was like five for five from three. Either way. He ripped Philly's um, heads off and shit down their necks. It was awesome. <laughs> Um, so Bogdanovich is averaging 16 and a half points per game. He also, um, is averaging 17 and a half points at home this season. And his point total this year or in this game is only 13 and a half. Uh, he pretty much is only out there to play offense and he does it pretty well, especially against the Raptors who he has scored, uh, in three games, he is averaging 21.3 points per game against the Raptors, and he had 20, 20, and 24 against the Raptors so far this season in, in each one of those games. Uh, and here's one step even further for you. His splits on Fridays, he's averaging 17.3 points per game, which is uh, looks like fourth best of any day of the week. Um, you know I like that kind of shit. That's right. And this will be his first game after the All-Star break, of course. But, you know, even looking at the rest of his, like, monthly splits, 16 
uh, 0.9 in November, 20 in December, 16 in January, 15 in February. We're not asking him to do much. He's got to get 14 points in this one in a game that has a total of 249 points. I'm taking Bogdan. That's an official one. Love it. Two player props here in Raptors Hawks. Let's move along. Cavs at the Philadelphia 76ers. I have a play in this one. I laid off the Cavs wisely yesterday as they lost the Orlando Magic. I was very concerned about Donovan Mitchell perhaps missing the game with an illness. He was spotted in shoot-around but didn't play. Orlando beat Cleveland, I think convincingly, right? It's essentially a wire-to-wire win. Yeah, um, they did. But I'm going to take the Cavs here on a buy-low spot. It opened at like three and a half. I got it. Earlier this morning, and excuse me, bear with me, four and a half, which is where it currently is. So I'm going to bet the Cleveland Cavaliers because without Joel Embiid, it's going to be really tough for them to do anything in the paint. He's between, you know, obviously dominating all over the offensive uh, side of the floor. He also is really good at getting to the uh, the charity stripe and putting the other team in foul trouble. Taking that off the board here is going to keep – Mobley and Allen on the floor. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to play this game because he was at shoot around and because the Cavs just lost. This is also a really good like price corridor <laughs> for the Cavaliers. Um, they are six and two straight up and against the spread as four to seven point favorites. They get a plus nine point six scoring margin in this game. I'm going to lay it with the Cavs on the road. Uh, last thing here, Philly as home underdogs, terrible. One and five straight up and against the spread with a minus 10.4 scoring margin. And I actually think I wrote that wrong, which A, embarrassing, and B, needs to be fixed on the website because I <laughs> think Philly's lost all five as road or home underdogs. So I'm going to check that one more time. I wrote it right, thank God. All right. So that's my bet. I'm going Cavs minus four and a half. Do you have anything in this one? Uh, no, I, I would just say for the for, for anybody out there, maybe wait for Mitchell's status. Because right now, if, if the assumption is that he's in, it's at four and a half. Maybe it moves to five and a half at most. And if he's in, Cleveland will probably kill the 76ers. If he's out, I think the 76ers might actually be live dogs. Yeah, uh, and I apologize to you about that, but the reason is not they, did, they didn't have to travel. Uh, they are playing in a back-to-back as well, but at least they didn't have the travel overnight, whereas Cleveland did. Um, I don't know. It, to me, I just I, I would lay off this until the lineup is confirmed. Yeah, that's a good point. That's something that every gambler should be doing, and there's no way that I would have bet the Cavs early before doing this podcast because obviously you wait until the official starting five before <laughs> betting an NBA game. No way I would lock in a bet early. So yeah, do uh, what look, David Cleveland, said. <laughs> well, Cleveland could win this one with no problem even without Mitchell. I mean, Philly's just not yeah. a very good team. Because if you're one of those idiots that bet the Cavs early before (laughs) recording this podcast or listening to this podcast, then you might be counting on a Karis LeVert shrug game or a Max Struess Reggie Miller explosion. So don't be one of those dumbasses. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland is 
certainly the better defensive team. We talked about that, but Philly put in a little bit of effort as well last night. Uh, that game against the Knicks actually got kind of close, which was concerning. Um, <laughs> before they, you know, the Knicks pulled away finally. But my, uh, my dog was nervous. She's <laughs> just looking at the treats. <laughs> yeah, she's looking at the treats and seeing the Knicks lead strength. It's like, what the hell? Give the ball yeah. to Bogdanovich again. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I would just, again, I, I think the same advice from yesterday with Cleveland and Orlando. Just wait until the, the lineup and then make your decision. Good point. Next game that I had to talk myself out of betting because I don't really know who's going to play in it. The Miami Heat at the New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Totals at 219. Tyler Hero's questionable to play. Brandon Ingram's questionable to play. I was actually looking at Jonas Valanciunas. I wanted to bet his under because, you know, Bam Adebayo is the best defensive player in the league. The Heat do a really good job of keeping players, uh, teams out of the paint. They allow the fewest game points per game to opposing centers. But he doesn't even have a player prop listed, and I don't think he's on the injury report. So that kind of goes back to my original point when bringing up this game. Is I don't know what the uh, what's going on here. Pretty sure the Heat have won 9 of 10 versus the Pelicans and covered 8 of those games. I think the Pelicans... Three-point defense is misleading. They actually lead the NBA in three-point percentage allowed, but they allow a bunch of three-pointers, so I feel like it's kind of lucky he can shoot it from deep. So, And because Rozier is injured, Duncan Robinson's in the lineup. and I, I really like how Duncan Robinson plays with Jimmy Butler and, and Bam. So I say that because I have nothing in this game, and I don't, I don't want to touch it. Do you, you have had to talk yourself out of something? Would you talk yourself off the of heat? You know, I want to bet the yeah. heat plus okay. the points. That's what I figured. But um, so again, just kind of the situation here. Miami hasn't played yet. Pelicans are playing on a back-to-back. Did not have to travel. They blew out the Rockets yesterday. Uh, are you without convinced Brandon. in this very? I'm sorry. In this very no, particular spot. Is playing the second of a back-to-back not that bad because you just had all that rest and at least you got the rust out or knocked off the ring rust? Uh, I think it kind of depends on the ages of the team. And I'm not comparing myself to a uh, like a professional athlete who's fully in shape and doing this all the time. But You don't have athlete uh, privilege. Right. I don't. I, I have no privilege. No privilege ever exists, right? Well, but anyway... <laughs> Um, the, the idea here for me is like, you know, if you, if you play basketball two days in a row as like a 34 year old person or 32 or any of those, you know, ages, your legs start to hurt the next day, no matter how much rest you had off beforehand. And like, I actually think it could be worse because if you hadn't been like practicing or doing team stuff that entire time you're like kind of struggling to get back into the rhythm of the game. So yeah, I don't it could leave kind the apartment the Thursday after my Wednesday basketball games. <laughs> right. So that's like, <laughs> I, I get it, man. And, uh, you know, the Pelicans are a fairly young team. Uh, the heat are again, coming into this, having been off for the all-star break. Um, my best advice for this game would be to look at the Pelicans in the first half, just because again, they've been at home. They don't have that rust coming into this game. Um, 
but I would want Ingram to be in the lineup for this if if we're going to take the Pelicans at all. Uh, Pelicans have been one of the best teams at home in the first half. Um, the Heat are okay on the road um, in the first half, but uh, that's that's probably my best look. Uh, as you know, I do the F around Friday parlay. That'll probably be what I put into this uh, for this game because I do think that's the best look in it. Yeah, my advice for this game is to use this money and bet DraftKings Blackjack or something like that instead. I have yep. no idea what's going on here. Or just listen to go. David. He knows better. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. But. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right, next game. Uh, Washington Wizards at the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder are 16-point favorites. The total is at 242. I have a player prop in this one, another over. Um, I'm going over Jalen Williams' 20.5 points. He's going to be facing Kyle Kuzma, who plays no defense, and is going to try to get into a one-on-one scoring battle, which I will take Jalen Williams in that one. And as I wrote this morning on Outkick Bets, this Jalen Williams checks all the boxes I'm looking for when I'm betting an over in a player prop. Um, February... Obviously, there's an all-star break in the in, in the meantime, but this is his best month offensively, um, shooting and by offensive rating. Has a higher offensive rating at home. This is the second of a back-to-back for the Thunder. They're at home for both legs of the back-to-back. His best rest split by offensive efficiency is zero rest days. He scored 21 points versus Washington January 8th. Uh, January 8th, excuse me, on 9 of 13 shooting. So I'm over. I'm going over 20 and a half points. The only concern is obviously just a one-sided affair, um, and he doesn't play much of the fourth quarter. But hopefully the Wizards show up this game and give Jalen Williams a reason to play in the fourth. Um, Do you have anything in this side total player prop? Yeah, um... My recommendations for this would be uh, the over for the total and also Wizards plus 16. Um, I Wizards. don't like that the Wizards... Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I don't like that the Wizards are coming to um, Oklahoma City from Denver off of a back-to-back and the Thunder are staying at home. But you had a game against the Clippers yesterday where the Thunder really tried. They played very hard. And now you have to play the Wizards. Nobody is going to be excited to play in this game. And I think that this is one of those games that you've seen from the Thunder before this season where they kind of play down to their competition. They played the Wizards earlier in the season in Washington, and they won by, I think, eight, which, you know, if a six, with a line of 16 kind of um, signifies some strength to the Thunder here. But... Again, it's not like they they necessarily care if they win by 16. They just want to win the game. Um, And the Wizards are going to keep scoring, which is why I think the total is probably a better look. Um, I don't think there's going to be any defense played in this game. But if I I had to put aside, I would definitely take the Wizards plus 16. Oh, shit. They only lost by... Only. They only lost by 20 yesterday to the to the Nuggets, and that was both of them kind of in the same situation yeah. as a 15-point spread. I I don't necessarily think that the Thunder should be 
more of a favorite against the Wizards in a back-to-back situation for both of them, even without travel for one of them, than than the Nuggets. Okay. So. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be betting the Wizards, but no, of course. I yeah, talk that, myself yeah. into betting the Pistons regularly. So this is, hey, whatever. I, I like your analysis, and you're sick with the situational stuff. But I'm five bets deep already, so <laughs> just stick with those. Yeah. Um, next game, a game that I do have action on, the Phoenix Suns at the, the Houston Rockets. Um, the Houston Rockets are getting, I think, four and a half currently. Four, four and a half. I bet it minus four. Uh, the, the Suns, the, the total is 233 and a half. You got the Suns looking to bounce back after a primetime loss. Um, the Rockets are, at least in the morning, we're getting more bets than the Suns, but the Suns are getting more money according to pregame.com. That kind of matches how I feel like Fake sharps would attack this game. We're like, oh, Houston Rockets. Just um, Houston Rockets are really good at home. They're fully healthy. Um, the Suns just, you know, couldn't play any defense in Dallas last night on prime time. So, you know, maybe we're getting a good price here with the Houston Rockets. But the uh, the 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 Suns rolled them in their first meeting earlier this season, one twenty nine to one thirteen. All the players that are suiting up today played in that game. Um, Phoenix outperformed Houston in three of the four factors and won the first three quarters. Um, the Suns are 7-2 and two straight up with no rest. Both teams, again, are playing the second of a back-to-back. They have a plus 5.6 scoring margin in those games. Houston's 2-8 and eight on no rest with a minus 8.2 scoring margin. And um, I got this a little early. Um, I did get the Suns minus four, but I played up to minus five. Um, I do think they're going to bounce back from their loss and just put it on the Rockets. Um, what do you What do you think about anything I just said or other betting angles in this game? Um, I I like your side. I I wouldn't take Houston here. I do think that they're a a better team at home. Obviously. Um, but that doesn't really matter when it's the first game. I think it starts to matter a little bit more once you get two or three deep. Um, and, you know, it, it's not like it's a super long flight for probably either of them. I think it's probably about an hour from Dallas to Houston in terms of a flight. Um, and then from where they play last night, New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, to Houston, you're talking about like an hour and a half. So, Travel time, travel stuff is not much different for either one of the teams. Um, but if if you're just talking about who's a better team, it's definitely Phoenix. And you already talked about how they blew them out in the first one. Um, do you know what the spread was in that game by any chance? I could pull it up right now if you can just throw one more point in there. Um, yeah. So, it was Phoenix minus three, and it was in Houston. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, I think, I think we're probably on the right track here. I, I think Phoenix minus four is the way to look in this one. I, I, I'm with you on it. Okay, not an official play, just a, a lean, right? For you. Uh, I I haven't actually bet it, so I would say yes, it's a lean. But I would say it's strongly becoming a uh, a play. Nice. All right. Uh, eight o'clock tip off. 
between the Los Angeles Clippers at the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, the Clippers are currently, damn it, almost lost the tab. Nine point favorites. Total is two twenty one and a half. Um, I'm done with the Grizzlies. I bet under their season win total forty five and a half to start the season or in the beginning of the season. I'm just gonna pretty pretty much make that the final Memphis Grizzlies bet that I have this year. Um, yep. Clippers are they parentally screw me, especially as road favorites. I could see them playing with their food and Luke Kennard having a revenge game and covering this number. Is he even playing? I think he is. Uh, right, exactly. Who knows? Who knows who's playing for the Grizzlies? Uh, I, I'm not betting this game. Do, do you want anything to do with it? Nope. Complete pass. I don't want anything to do with this game. I would probably say that's uh, something you can say about 99% of the rest of the Grizzlies games this season. Yeah. Clippers are in that Grizzlies bucket in the sense that it's like, I, it's. It's tough betting against them. I never want to fade them, and they kind of screw me quite often. And even with player props, I don't really know where it's coming this game. Here's what I would say. The only things that you probably could look at are Vince Williams props because he's still at 12.5, and and he is consistently around that number. Um, So he's probably worth looking at. And the problem with betting the Grizzlies is you don't know who's actually going to show up to play against them or for them because you have a ton of guys on this roster who are looking to try and get an NBA contract moving forward. So you're probably going to get effort out of the Grizzlies. But some nights when you have a team like, say, the Clippers, if they decide they want to play a good defense, the Grizzlies are going to look like a G League team. But if they don't play defense, it's going to be a competitive game and the Grizzlies could win or uh, at least cover just like they did against um, the Bucks, where the Bucks clearly didn't take that game serious. And the team who has something to prove came and played. And that's what it boiled down to. So that's why I say off these games. Do you have a, uh, do you see any player props for GG Jackson? Uh, I'm looking on DraftKings. I don't see anything. He's like a forward for, yeah. yeah, I'm on bed stamp. He's a forward for the Grizzlies, rookie forward. Um, we wrote a story this morning about how he, he'd cry every day during the summer, not thinking he belongs in the NBA. He's playing really well lately. Um, he's His last three games are – last four games will go. 27 points, 20 points, 16, 27. Um, two more after that, 16 and 18. I, I say that because I don't – I'd assume his point prop wouldn't be much higher than like 12 and a half. Same as like Vince Williams, but he's not even he in the starting that. lineups. Um, at least according to Roto-Wire's projections. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to keep up in the conversation after you gave an amazing little breakdown, despite not having a play here, but let's move along since I don't have a bet. Hornets. Just a quick, quick, Ooh, quick update. Uh, RJ Barrett is now questionable for the game. Love it. More more <laughs> Gary Trent. <laughs> All right. I'm happy I got that bet in before we started recording. At least yeah. at least I at least I timed my market entry right for one of my bets. Uh okay. next game, the Curry Bowl, the Hornets at the Golden State Warriors. Dell will be there. Seth is now playing for the Hornets, and obviously Steph for the Warriors. The Warriors are thirteen 
excuse me, 13-point favorites. Totals anywhere from, let's just call it 229. You can get 228.5. Uh, there is a 229.5 in the market. Um, Charlotte's been playing really well. I believe they won last night at Utah, which is borderline impossible. <laughs> Utah's very tough at home. Charlotte won as 10-point favorites or 10-point underdogs. I'm seeing Lamelo's practicing, but he's probably not going to play here. I, if anything, would bet the Hornets plus the 13, but it does feel a little square, and I am a, a Warriors fan. Um, I, I, I'm not going to bet this game, though. What do, you, what do you got here, if anything? Yeah, I, I would be with you on that side. I think that this is probably one of those games where the Warriors win, but eh. Do they care that much? I don't know. They they could easily blow them out, win by 20 or 30 points. But, again, you don't need to expend all that much energy against the Hornets. The only thing I would say is the Hornets are trying right now. For whatever reason, whoever's come in, I don't know if it's because um, of these new recruits that they have with uh, Williams and um, Curry and some of these other like veterans actually wanting to win. Maybe that's the issue, but uh, I'd probably lean towards the 13. I still would recommend rec- uh, looking into Trey Man points if that's available at any point. Uh, even the point rebounds and assists. He had 13 last night, six rebounds, four assists. And I forget what I told you guys that the line was at yesterday. I think it was 20 and a half for his PRA, which he obviously would have gone over once again. So he's he's worthwhile to look into for, for props. Um, I'm looking at Brandon Miller points. He's 20 and a half right now with the over juice at most illegal sports books, but Pinnacle's got the under juice. I'm looking at the under dude. 20 and a half is a lot for a rookie on the road. He's cleared 20 point, 20 and a half points just once in his last five games. Obviously, um, four of those were pre all-star break. Um, Jonathan Kaminga is a pretty good defender. Wiggins, really good defender. Draymond Green, obviously defensive legend. So might be a little hard for him to get his numbers in this one. Um, that's kind of all that I have right there for the analysis, but I might take a little shot on that one, put like a quarter unit on Brandon Miller, who who I love. This is a basketball game. We, we say that every time we talk about the Hornets. Big fan, but 21's a lot for a rookie. Right. I, I mean, it is, but you're talking about probably like one of the main focal points of their offense. Obviously, Miles Bridges is important too. Is he? Um, Might be Bridges. Yeah, I mean, what's his? Uh, hold on, let me look up his uh, usage rate right now. Right. Obviously, right. you gotta. All right, he's behind Lamelo Ball, Terry Rozier. <laughs> Neither one of them are playing. Miles Bridges, and then so yeah, he's got the second highest usage rate on on Charlotte. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a good point. But I like what I said, so maybe I'll oh, bet I, it anyways. Yeah, no, I I don't dislike the look. I I'm a pretty big uh, Brandon Miller fan actually, but um, you're also relying on him to score in bad setting in my opinion playing against golden state in golden state back to back coming from utah where there's the altitude all that stuff so i i personally just lay off of it but um it's 
pretty much going to be Miller or Bridges almost every game from here on out who's going to be the leading scorer. So Why is this number so big? I guess he's averaging 22.7 February, and he is, he is playing his best basketball in February. But yeah. 16.8 as a starter, 15.5 on the road. His shooting dips on the road. His offensive rating dips on the road. I get it. I get he has the second most usage and he's a stud, but it feels like him being good is turning into like a public narrative, right? Is anyone no, betting I mean, I think Charlotte? He is good. Yeah, but I'm saying like the public is waking up and now starting to overreact. But then as I say that, it's like our public betters betting Charlotte Hornets players to go over their player props? Probably not, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, they're 4 0 since the trade deadline. Fair enough. I really don't want to spend any time in this game. Denver Nuggets at the Portland Trailblazers. Um, the Nuggets are nine and a half point favorites. Totals two eighteen and a half. Pass. I have nothing to do with this game. Um, I can find something to talk about if you're gonna if you're gonna give a full fledged breakdown and handicap. Do you have anything here? The, the Nuggets versus Portland. Yeah. Mm. I can't really say I do. I, well, here here's one thing that I would say is I think any game against a trash team like you had last night is one where you probably are looking at Jokic to get his triple-double because he doesn't care about scoring. He just will get his stats and move on. So that that's probably the only way I would recommend to look at this. Jokic is plus 135 to get a triple-double, and he had it with ease last night. So Yeah, he shot a... Uh... Perfect from the field, I believe. Right, hundred uh, percent. My brother know. sent me this. Hold on, I'll read you his stats. Last night, Jokic had twenty-one, nineteen, fifteen on a hundred percent shooting. So, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I'd say he's an all right player. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next game, second part of the ESPN primetime doubleheader. The Milwaukee Bucks visiting the Minnesota Timberwolves. I bet the Timberwolves at minus four. And there's only one minus four out there currently. It is at Caesars. Hopefully you have access to that book. But I'd be willing to play the Timberwolves up to minus five here. Um, This whole Doc Rivers thing is off to a bumpy start, obviously. The Minnesota Timberwolves have the best defense in the league. Their defense is even sicker at home. Milwaukee's offense sucks a little bit more on the road. Um, the The Bucks have played four games since hiring Doc Rivers versus teams in the top 10 of defensive rating. They're one and three in those games. Uh, they got a minus 3.3 net rating, minus 6.3 spread differential. I think Rudy Gobert, um, He's a he's you know the best guy you'd want out there to to protect the paint if Giannis is attacking the rim. Giannis is probably still going to get his points, but their offense just isn't in sync. Like Dame Lillard went off this weekend, winning the three point contest in the All Star Game MVP against no defense. <laughs> he's going to be playing against a really good defense here. Uh, the Timberwolves are able to extend their perimeter defense because they know they have Gobert behind them protecting the rim. I'm just going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves, even though every time they bet me, I bet them, they F me right in the A, and I'm expecting to get F right in the A in this one, but whatever. 
Let me put on the get mask and bet the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, yeah, to me, this total is probably a little too low, and the Timberwolves are only at 114 and a half points for their total. I I like them to go over. I mean, defense is still an issue for the Bucks. I don't know what kind of effort they're going to get. The Bucks on the road have not been great. Timberwolves at home have been great. Uh, side is not something I necessarily want to play with because there's a little too much attention right now with the Bucks and Doc Rivers and all that stuff. And that, that can be one of those like, hey, let's shut everybody up and, and win this game kind of situations. So, yeah, the batting down the hatches game. Yeah, so to me, um, I'm kind of like, eh, I, I can't really get there on a side. Um, so I'm going to lay off that. I do think the best look, though, would be either the game over or Timberwolves team total over. All right, final game here on the slate. And selfishly, I think this should be a primetime game because that way I'd be able to watch it. I am a Long Beach, California resident who subscribes to YouTube TV, and YouTube TV doesn't have a single deal with any regional uh, sports team, uh, sports broadcast. So I can't even watch the Spurs at the Lakers. Lakers laying 10 points. Total is 241. I think LeBron's going to play. He's expected to play, uh, at least according to Darvin Ham in the post-game um, press conference last night after the Lakers lost to the Warriors. Um, the Spurs are playing the second of a back-to-back. They lost last night at the Kings, right, in a pretty competitive game? Uh, yes, they were, I, I want to say, within like a minute or something, it was pretty close. Like yeah, maybe. I think there's a seven-point outcome, and it really wasn't that far of a gap. Spurs yeah. could have won that one. Yeah. You were leaning towards the Spurs, right? I did say the Spurs would be the, probably the better look because, I, you know, just backing the Kings right now is not not beneficial for anybody. Yeah. I like them coming down the stretch. We talked about this yesterday. I'm not sure about laying points with them as a favorite. I didn't do that last night, but I'm going to take yeah. them. I like their continuity. They're pretty healthy. You know, everyone knows their role. But we're not here to talk about the Kings. Um, I'm very interested in Wimbenyama versus AD. And I think LeBron's going to get up for this game because it's, you know, like, I am the biggest. He's like, I'm the biggest rookie phenom prior to you. <laughs> so he does get up for these these games against young stars. And I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, that being said, feels like. The market's begging for some Spurs action. You know, mm-hmm. plus 10's a big number. Um, I think the Lakers can put it on them or pull away. And again, like last night, like the Kings shouldn't have a one by seven, but that's how it works with the San Antonio Spurs. Like when shit falls apart, it really goes bad because they don't, they don't really have a point guard. Actually, Trey Mann's pretty good, but um, he's still new to his role, and they're a young team that just kind of falls apart late. So I got nothing in this game. Maybe I'll look for some stuff when you uh, talk about it. What are you thinking? Unfortunately for you, I don't have that much in this one, so it'll be pretty quick. Um, okay. I would lean lean towards Wambayana to be under his 22.5 in this one. Uh, and this is mostly because I am still a little cautious about him and his back-to-back situations and his minutes. I know they have said, like, okay, we're going to let him loose a little bit more, that kind of stuff. But to me, you know, he's been scoring pretty regularly, and I'm just more concerned that they're going to say, well, you were playing last night. We're going to give you – we'll let you play tonight, but 
we're not going to have you out there quite as many minutes. And that guy's good enough to score, you know, 25 in a pretty limited role. Um, but I just think that it's probably in your best interest to avoid it. He, he scored 19 in 31 minutes last night. Um, and I'm trying to see if I can find a quick back to back. So here, here's one. He played back to back in Miami, then Orlando. He scored, or he only played 28 minutes against Miami. Then he went to 23, uh, the following day. Uh, other instance of it, 28, 27, and then there was a 29 and 30. And those, those were the only stretch that he actually, um, scored over 23 points in any of those games or 20 over 22 points in those games. So that was back in late January. I, I just think I'd avoid it to be honest with you. Um, the under would be the only way to look for me for one beast points. There you have it. All right. Recap my five bets. I am going with the, um, let me pull them up here. I have a terrible short-term memory. We won't discuss why. I have the Cavaliers, minus four and a half. I'm going over Gary Trent, two and a half made three-pointers. I'm going over Jalen Williams, 20 and a half points. I'm betting the Suns, minus four, and the Timberwolves, minus four as well. Do you have a play to give out to the listeners? Yeah, I think uh, the only one that I fully have actually in right now is uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Atlanta Hawks over 13 and a half points. I'm going under Brandon Miller 20 and a half points as well. I'm scrolling that bet in. Do it. I, I don't hate it. F around I mean, Friday, baby. Yeah, why not? What else we got going on? Nothing. It's damn right. Uh, in fact, the NBA slate tomorrow is pretty weak, so I'm probably going to load up on college basketball yeah. as well. Check that out at Outkick. <laughs> dot com backslash betting i'm sure you'll have some college basketball plays on the website for the readers um if you want some more of nba more nba content from david make sure you follow him at future prez 2024 on x you can buy his nba season-long packages at beatinthebookie.com show outkick bets podcast some love on apple and spotify podcast me And David will be back to break down the NBA sometime next week. Could be Monday, could be Wednesday, who knows. Just make sure to subscribe to the Outkick Bets podcast. That way you'll see it in uh, your your podcast app whenever we do uh, release a new episode. So best of luck to you guys on this F Around Friday. Hopefully we help make you some money one way or the other. Peace. (laughs) 